I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. One of our most requested guests ever, Cecily Utrup Ludwig, winner of Giro dell'Emilia last year in 2020 on FDJ Nouvelle Aquitaine Futuroscope. I was too scared to pronounce her team name in front of Benji and Cecily in case they laughed at me in front of everybody. So I had to do it in, in this intro. Drop a comment down below or on our Twitter, hashtag LRCP, or follow Cecily if you want to and let her know if you like the interview. Uh, I'm sure she'd appreciate people letting her know that they enjoyed what she had to say. But it's a great one, really funny, really enjoyable. And once, as always, thanks to Cecily for taking the time. Welcome, Cecilia Utrup Ludwig, the, the Danish Hammer, the Fredericksburg <laughs> Phantom. I think our biggest guest to date on the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. We're very, very excited to have you on, Benji and I. Are you on a training camp right now in Spain somewhere like every other World Tour cyclist? No, actually, no. Um, oh, right. I'm back in, in Girona, um, where, where my base is. Um, so, but yeah, next week I'm going... Uh, with the, um, on a training camp with the team. Why are they all in Benidorm? I, I'm in Australia, so I have no, I don't know where's a good place in Spain. So can one of you two tell me why are they all in the same like 20K region in Alicante, Benidorm? Pardon? Have you been there? No, but I have to look at everyone's Instagram <laughs> on the same climb every day on the same day on Twitter. It's just Calderates <laughs> or whatever it is. So um, I know where uh, they are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it is funny how everyone gathers. I guess it's um, because of the weather and, yeah, um, it's funny because, I mean, oh, wow. Yeah, we actually not – in Calber or Benidorm, but like on the way. So it's um, a city called Cambrils, um, right. which, I mean, I wouldn't know where it was, like, but it, <laughs> it, it's in Spain. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a lot of wind, by the way. Fuck, it's so windy there, always. I mean, <laughs> you go out the door, <laughs> you feel like you're, you know, in Qatar. Like, <laughs> insane. <laughs> Speaking of wind, maybe there will be wind in in this race. I think one of the races Benji and I are very excited for is the Paris-Roubaix first edition this year. It was going to be last year, but fortunately got cancelled, uh, men and women's. What are you most excited about for the first edition of the women's Paris-Roubaix? Oh, about everything. Hey, I mean, we have wanted this epic race for so long. And when we got the little surprise last year, and because it kind of came as a surprise like oh we're gonna get a Perry Ruby for women like it and it's such a yeah like I said such an epic race and everyone wants to do it and like I've as a little kid watching it you know at home and I remember since I was a little one just seeing like how they go into the arm back and like just being like wow this is so epic and like this is a freaking battle and yeah I uh, I want to I want to be doing it because it's uh, yeah, it's so it's so cool, and 
maybe not with that many spectators this year, but uh, but hopefully in the future. Just talking about uh, women's cycling calendar and so forth compared to the men's cycling calendar. They often say like Omlop is the start of the season with the men's cycling. Do you feel like that's the same with the women's cycling? Is that the day that you say, oh, the season started, let's get going? <laughs> yeah, I mean, often I feel Omlop is like the real start, you know, and also the the tough start in Belgium, you know, because like I've chosen to live in Spain, which is a bit milder weather. And then you come to Belgium, you know, it's like either it's like snowy or five degrees and raining and you feel like, fuck, yeah, now we start, hey. Um, but yeah, I, I often tend to start in Valencia or I've done yeah, the last, uh, I don't know, four years, um, um, which is also uh, a pretty good race. I mean, some would also say that they start already in Australia, but I've actually never done Yeah, I mean, are we just going to pretend like I'm not on this call? Tour down under is clearly the start of the season. <laughs> going back to Paris-Roubaix, who do you... Who do you think are going to be the favourites? Do you think it's going to be riders, like is it going to be Annemiek van Vleuten and van der Breggen style like people might think or is it actually going to be someone like Ellen van Dijk? Is it going to be someone like Longo Borghini? Is it going to be someone completely different? Chantal van den Broek-Black, I think, you know, probably going to be a top five favourite if she races it as well. But, yeah, who do you who do you think it could be? Grace Brown even? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um a bit more punchy and like strong time trial type of rider would be a good suit for this course. I mean, the thing is, we actually don't know because there has never been a women's edition. Yeah. And the thing is, like saying names, Anna van der Breggen or Anna van Floyd, like those names are always up there. Like no yeah. matter which type of course you choose, like they're just really good cyclists. In general, I think that it's it's very difficult to define who will be the better one at this parkour? Will it open up very early? Will it not open up very early? One thing that I found a bit sad myself when I saw the Paris-Roubaix parkour of 2020 was that we missed out on, well, the uh, legendary uh, Forest of Allers section on the parkour. And I was like, ah, oh, no. In women's cycling, if you are a good rider, you can do pretty well in almost every terrain. It is becoming more and more like you need to be more specific. And I think that is showing with the development of women cycling that it is, you know, becoming better. And like the the general bar is it's raising. Yeah, and it also uh, it's also a bit easier for us at the end of the season because we had a, an award show at the end of the season where we gave like our oh, best puncher, best cobble rider, and so forth. And with women cycling, we sometimes felt like the likes of a uh, Roubaix is all out cobble. You know, if you win that, you're one of the best cobble riders in the peloton, and so forth. With REV, that's also the case, but you've also got the punchy Bergs in, in Flanders and so forth. So it, it was often difficult to to specify who fits in what box. And a lot of female cyclists just fit in so many different boxes and areas that they're they're good at. And it's it's great to see an extra race come by and to have that be specific to cobbling as well is just great to me as well. How many races are there with a tw- full 20-minute climb? Because La Course was it 2018. They had a, a big climb in it from memory. You did well there. Uh, I think that was like one of the craziest races in like the last five years, a couple of the yeah. La Course editions. How many 20-minute-plus climbs feature in the women's calendar so far, like each year? <laughs> you know, I could almost be doing like this, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> 
the thing is there's so few um yeah. i mean often we do intend to have uh, one or maybe even two of these in our Giro, our Giro Rosa. Um, but other than that, I mean, the long climbs almost doesn't exist in women cycling. Then it's like, yeah, if, if it's an epic edition of La Course or, um, but, but almost nothing. So being, if you're um, like a pure um, climber, it's hard in the women's peloton because you often never get the chance to like show it because there's often never 20 minute climbs that you can show it other than the Giro. And is that the sort of rider you think you are? Like if you had to, yeah, put yourself in a category, would you say I'm probably, yeah, when you're doing your training and stuff and you're probably training on 20, 30, 40 minute climbs all the time. Are you like, yeah, my numbers are actually really good here. (laughs) 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 <laughs> also talking about like numbers and with boys you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah the thing is i think i would actually consider myself as an all-arounder um yeah. and or at least that's what i'm thriving or want or aiming to be um yeah i want to be able to like a good power output at a long climb but also like being punching doing small and even i mean if it comes down to small group like even being able to sprint and even doing a time trial so like the broader spectrum cecily what do you think about anime going to movistar if there's any rider who i mean everyone needs teammates no matter how good you are but if there's any rider who is almost like immune to changing teams you know they're still going to be super competitive at another team how do you think that will change uh, her racing like will you approach racing against her any different um i would almost say not changing at all i mean <laughs> i mean it doesn't matter which team she's in and the only thing also the thing is that She's not my only like competitor. So there's so many others to look at. And of course, she is often one of the absolute best cyclists. So she's always up there and you know she's going to be good. And her changing uh, shirt is not going to make any difference. Like I, she's still going to be good. And uh, yeah, I'm still going to, I think also with women's acting, and that's also how it, it maybe it even becomes more and more interesting is that you also need a strong team hey and i think that um like both um what are works ST now works? Yeah. Works, yeah yeah and also um trek yeah trek, they, definitely they, you know like these teams are so strong and i think that they can also make huge damage and and also not make it uh yeah make it more exciting um, was it Trek that rolled Voss in La Course, where they attacked with Bo- Elisa Longa Borghini, forced Voss to chase, and then Diagnan was able to follow Voss' yep. wheel? Like Trek, I remember them, they worked really well there uh, throughout the season. Van Dyke as well and the Cobbles was really good. So, yeah, Trek definitely last season. And then I think RVV, Balls, it was like in the Dutch, I think it was like in the World Championships in 2018 when Vandenbroek Black won, or maybe it was before, 2016, sorry. Balls just set up Vandenbroek Black to attack with like Peters and Vandenbroek and watching it. It's like it's made it so hard for other riders to do anything. But what's your race calendar looking like? Is it going to be the full complement of of the big races? Uh, Are there any things, big races you're omitting or 
other events you're doing that you might want to let people know about? Yeah, I mean, I'm always excited for the classics um, and and also for the Adens. Um And then, yeah, it's Olympic year next year. Um, so uh, also targeting that and like hoping to be able to, to represent my country. Um, that's always pretty special. And, and yeah, I've never done an Olympic before. Um, so I hope to be on the sideline and talk to if it goes ahead. Hey, uh, um, yeah, I just want it to be an epic year. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> the Olympics is happening. I'm, I'm, there's no way. I'll, I hope they can't. They don't cancel it. But yeah, I think I don't know how they can. They'd postpone it for another year, and that should be a pretty good parkour for you too, actually. Um, yep. That Tokyo one. Ooh. One question I think when when I was when we were setting up this this interview, I think Benji's. Uh, correct me if you think I'm, I'm wrong, but I was I was saying to that I think she's probably one of if not the most marketable rider in in women's yep. cycling at the moment and like why do you think that that is benji like you just said yeah like what what's the rationale for that so i think that for women's cycling to um move forward in a big way you need someone that represents it that is first of all enthusiastic you, you know you are that <laughs> at this point but also or that just invites new people to the sport and i think you're one of the perfect cyclists for that and obviously you've got cyclists that are amazing and so forth at the sport themselves but the personality is becoming such a high factor as well i think in cycling that that is indeed one of the reasons that i think you're one of the riders that i would see representing women cycling in the best way possible personally that's a uh, yeah. That's my take on that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's. Do you a feel that, Cecily? Like, do you do you feel like you get a lot of interview requests? Um, and like, do you feel that pressure, or you think are we just talking nonsense? <laughs> uh, well, I'm flattered to hear these really nice words. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what I mean. Everything is relative, huh? Getting a yeah. lot of. I mean, yeah, I'm, maybe I, I do get some requests, um, but I also like uh, talking. I mean, right now, as as we're just having a chat, hey, and um, I think I've always also been pretty, um, like, not shy. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it just comes to me pretty natural to, um, yeah, uh, be myself. And I guess oh, that has also been, like, one of my... Uh, main things that I wanted to like get out there <laughs> yeah, how passionate I am about saying it but like ah like be yourself hey I mean even yeah if you're a bit crazy then show it because then people want wants the real deal um and people want feeling of course I also get some like negative comments sometimes like is she drinking or what? And <laughs> People like, say that to me all the time. <laughs> but you are, so. <laughs> On my live streams. <laughs> In all interviews, I'm just drinking. No, I'm not. Um, I think it's just, yeah, it's just me and just, yeah joy and and also the thing is i'm not always happy that's that's the thing yeah. sometimes yeah that you see that but then after if you would interview me after a race that would have gone real shit 
I would not be like, yeah, I was a super race. No. <laughs> I would be more like, oh yeah, fuck, that was a shitty race. And I uh, gotta, uh, but gotta go back and train hard, you know, like, and then you see another side of me. Giro de Emilia last year, was that the highlight, that race <laughs> win? Um, and what were you, did you think before that race, did you think oh, I've got a really good shot of winning this one? Oh, I mean, it is one of my favorite races in Italy. And yeah, I don't know. I, I do have something special connected to that race. And oh, uh, I've done it a couple of times. And uh, the year before when I did it, I uh, I felt like I had the legs. And like, oh, I was like such an epic finish of this climb. <laughs> and then I just went too early. And that's the thing with this climb is that you need to know it. And I made that mistake like some years ago where I just went like from the bottom. I was like, I, like now, you know, you also, you feel like oh, yeah, this, they look tired, you know? And then you, I went on the steep section. And the thing is that often that splits the groove in atoms in atoms, but then they always come back. Cause it's quite a long, like, um, not flat, but like less steep um, section to to the uh, finish line. So I was like, okay, I need to learn from that, and then just like be patient. And like that's the hardest part, eh? Just wait, 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 and yeah, then put the hammer down. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic, classic. Well, it almost became a meme in the video. Yeah, apparently, did you you saw that video? Didn't you? That uh, I made of the the win where I think I found the hammer. That Cecily put up on her Instagram <laughs> where she in lockdown, she's like, put the hammer down. And she had Thor's hammer and I superimposed it on the video. <laughs> and yeah, probably one of the at the time, I was like, so oh, I, I'm so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Giro de Emilia, low key, like great race. I always enjoy watching the both editions were really, really good. Is there any race in particular you think people should look out for this year, not just for your results, but just generally you think will be a a really good race for people to tune into? Oh, I mean... Every single one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only correct answer. <laughs> I mean, races like, uh, which is close to my heart, is Flanders. I mean, I think that's always worthy to watch. Um, and, yep. and Great dance in races. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, all the classics, hey? I mean, they're all so mega epic in, in all, in their own way. Um and, uh, yeah, I hope it's going to be an epic show in Tokyo as well. I think you're probably favorite for a medal because the parkour should suit you. Good in a hard race should be hard from early early because it's an Olympic race. So, yeah, I'd be, probably expect you to get a medal. Oh, my God. That would be, like, <laughs> mind-blowing. Yeah. Hey, that would be <laughs> epic. <laughs> and, and full sang as well. Full sang probably be a favorite too. So Danish, Danish one Danish too. Dynamite. Private jet, <laughs> private jet home for the day. Wow. <laughs> It'll happen if that means party and just enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cecily, thanks very much for coming on the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. Uh, great Thank guest. As always, we'll be following your exploits this season, uh, and they might even get you back on after you get a W. Ciao. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.